0: this is the day the lord has made that's right i gotta give you a confession i rewrote this message yesterday and it was god not me i was kicking and screaming and uh because i don't like changes at the very last but we had a talk and he won so here's today's message it's talking about being a superhero inside now I want you to know that as a kid I grew up in the 1960s and back then we didn't have video games we we really the movies weren't we did have television and I grew up with some superheroes they were they were Batman spider-man Superman <clears throat> and uh, all of them had different uh, kind of emphasis in their in their goal uh, to me spider-man or uh, spider-man helped those in need Batman was always fighting evil in the world And who couldn't love Superman who stood for truth and justice in the American way? I mean, he was just all around. In fact, Superman was always my favorite. Um, And the reason why it kind of started dawning on me that Superman is one of my favorites is there's very similarities between this fictional hero and my true life hero, which is Jesus Christ. You see, the similarities between them is they were both sent from their fathers to this earth to make a difference in our lives. Have you ever thought about that? Clark Kent was always Superman, and Superman was always Clark Kent at the same time. Jesus was fully human and fully God all at the same time. They never had to to turn one off to become the other. In fact, if you study even a little bit more, which I'm sure you're going to do this afternoon, Superman's father's name was Jor-El. And if you know anything about Hebrew, El is the word for God. And it's probably not coincidental because the creators of Superman were were, uh, two Jewish young men in Ohio that their relatives survived the Nazi camps and and, uh, came from a long Jewish history. In fact, I've got a really special treat for you. Do we have the video ready to go? There is going to be a Superman 2013 movie released uh, June 2013, and I have the trailer here for you. them accomplish wonders Now, did you hear what he was saying? Because remember, I just told you that both were sent from their fathers to this planet to make a difference in our lives. And that is what we are also created to be. We're created to make a difference in other people's lives. No, this isn't part of the Making the Difference series, but that's still in me. That's going to be ingrained in every message that I preach to you. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about the superhero that's inside. The superhero that's inside all of us. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to start with 1 John 4.4. 4. 1 John 4.4, 4, the Word of God tells us this. Dear children, you belong to God. Isn't that powerful? I mean, sometimes we, we, we want to go into the whole passage, and sometimes you just have to look at a part of the Scripture and say, what is this saying? I belong to the Most High God. So you have won the victory over these people because the one that is in you is greater than the one who is in this world. The one that is in us is greater than the one that is in this world. Can you say that with me? The one that is in me, come on, the one that is in me is greater than the one that's in this world. More than enough. Greater means more than, not less than. We have Christ in our lives and because we have Christ in our lives, we have the Holy Spirit in our lives. We have overcome. See, when you hear a lot of people talking today, and if you're on Facebook and you're reading, there are a lot of Christians out there that are talking like the lesser one is inside of them. Because they've taken their eyes onto their circumstances and they've taken their eyes off of God. They are looking at their circumstances. They're looking at their limitations. They're not looking at the unlimitedness of God. And it says that the greater one is inside of us. We have to grasp that. We have to remind ourselves that no matter what our circumstances are, No matter what people are saying to you, no matter what the enemy is lying to you, you have to remind yourself, the greater one resides in me. You are superheroes. It's important that we understand the greater one lives inside of us. It's important that our words declare this. Amen. Our words declare this. Right. I have a treat for you. I have a second video for you today. This is a dose video day. If we have that second video ready to go, I'd like to show it. You ready? With our words we set in motion the direction our lives will go. There is nothing more powerful than you declaring God's promises over your life. Amen. Faithful words ignite the greatness God has placed within you. This is your life. It's happening now. What will you declare? I declare I will choose faith over fear. I declare I will exceed your expectations. I declare I will fulfill my destiny. I declare I will overcome every obstacle. I declare our children are blessed. I declare that I'm a people builder. I declare I will chase my dreams. I declare victory over depression. I declare I will get my degree. I declare I will live victoriously. That's from Joel Osteen's new book, I Declare. I've been reading portions of it every day, and there's a declaration every day for us to declare and speak God's words over our families, our finances. It's important the power of our words. It's important the power that we put in those words that we speak. We can speak words that will build others up, or we can speak words that will tear them down. But when you're alone, what words are you speaking to yourself? What thoughts are you processing? Because those thoughts are as powerful as the word speaking. The enemy will try to come in and destroy you in your thoughts with negative. As Dino shared today, that was phenomenal that that you shared this because what he actually shared with you was the battle that was happening. And what he didn't even tell you is that where the cancer was was in his throat. And as a worship leader, where else would you not want to have cancer? You see, not that we would want to have it at all, but it was strategically placed. And we knew that right at the very beginning that no weapon formed against him shall prosper. We started speaking God's word over him. We didn't, even though the doctors had to practice medicine. See, the reason why they're practicing is because they haven't gotten it right yet. We know the perfect physician and the words and the promises to stand on. You see, we need to start understanding that the supernatural is inside of us. And when it, like what is said here is when we speak it, we ignite that. We ignite our faith into what God's going to do. You see, when when we wake up in the morning, we should be first starting off with, this is the day the Lord has made and I will rejoice. That is a declaration that no matter what you're sending to me, Satan, no matter what problems or trials, I'm going to rejoice through it. I am going to be victorious over this. Why don't you say this? I am victorious because the greater one is inside of me. Healing is mine. Favor is mine. Provision is mine. Peace is mine. Joy is mine because of the greater one is in me. Now, you may say, oh, Pastor Mark, that's just bragging. No, that's not bragging because it's not about what I'm going to do. It's about what God is going to do. And I will brag on God every day of my life. In fact, I hope the very last words that I speak are something that I'm bragging about what God is doing. We will never, ever, ever be able to give God enough praise or thanksgiving or declaration for what He's already done in our life right now. You'll say, hey, Pastor Mark, I don't feel that blessed you are blessed being in the United States you are blessed being able to sit in this wonderful building with air conditioning you are blessed that people love you you are blessed just to be here listening to the Word of God and not fearing police coming in and kicking in the doors and arresting us we are blessed beyond measure I think sometimes God needs to reveal what other parts of the world what our, our Chinese brothers and sisters are going through with the persecution just so that we will feel like we're depressed anymore we have so much to be thankful for we have been given supernatural power to be victorious in our christian walks sometimes though we as believers become like clark kent with amnesia i'm gonna let you think about this one for a minute the worst thing that could happen to clark kent would be have amnesia To forget that you could fly or burn things with your eyes or shed bullets. And to go through your life as Clark Kent without ever exercising the power of Superman inside. We have been given power and authority to set us free. We have been given power and authority through the Holy Spirit. We have been given power to be victorious. Now I want you to look at the Bible with me for a second. If there was a group that should understand the power and the deity of Jesus Christ, it probably was his disciples. I think his disciples saw so many things that were never recorded in the Gospels. I think there were conversations that just took place between friends that were never recorded that totally changed their lives. I think there were sometimes he walked up and said, I know exactly what you're thinking, Sarah. And that would just totally freak us out. And see, it wasn't recorded, but if there was ever a group that was tuned into the power and the majesty of Jesus Christ, it was his disciples. And those disciples that are sitting, standing with him on the Mount of Olives right before he's about to ascend, Jesus knew that they would need more. Jesus knew that they would need more. And this is what he said to him in Luke 24 49. I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Stay in the city. Now, Jesus is speaking this to the people that have probably spent the most earthly time with him, and he's saying, stay here, there's more. You're going to need it. If those that walked with Jesus every day needed more, how much more do we, generations later, In today's society that's being bombarded by everything that Hollywood and Madison Avenue wants to throw at us, do we need that power inside of us? Acts 1.8 tells us this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Do you remember from those that were from the about 70s or 80s, there was an American Express credit card commercial that says, Don't leave home without. without it. And you know what Jesus is telling his disciples? He's saying, stay in the city. Don't leave the city without what's about to happen. Yeah. Now, you've got to grasp this. If Jesus made that much of an emphasis that they stayed, that they were going to receive this power... Dunamis power. If you want to look at the Greek word, it's dunamis, which is dynamo, which is almost a, a, a recreating power. How much more do we need that? Right on the inside of them is the supernatural healer. a helper. A provider. The one who can answer all. The Holy Spirit will guide and lead me. The Holy Spirit will sometimes push me in a very gentlemanly way, into situations. The truth is that the Holy Spirit is our guide and we need to clothe ourselves with that armor of light, putting on the weapons of warfare and fighting against the very forces of wickedness in high places. You see, Second Corinthians 10.4 tells us, the weapons we fight are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they are divine powers to demolish strongholds. So I started looking up what those meant. What, what are strongholds? It was arguments. Uh, it was the, the, the blindness, the deception that this world has. It might be your college professor who's telling you there is no God. It might be your manager who scoffs at you anytime they even see you, you pray or there's a scripture on your desk. It may be that neighbor that mocks you every Sunday morning when you're going to church and, and they're just having the life of leisure. Because there is a spiritual darkness that will blind the hearts of people to say there is no God. Bang, it all just happened. We just happened to have perfect temperature and perfect water and everything that our bodies needed. It just happened. We, as born-again believers, need to understand the power. We need to understand the power that's within us. That we have authority in the name of Jesus. That authority in the name of Jesus. The baptism of the Holy Spirit empowers us to go through life situations. Because in life there will be situations that you will not have an immediate course for. One phone call, one email, one text, one Twitter now can change your world. Just like that. And who we are in Christ is determined how we respond to that. Do we respond in fear? Do we respond in faith? What is inside of us when that moment happens? When we're no longer in control. I just hit some control freaks right there. When we are no longer in control. That just freaked their whole world. I could have read the whole Bible to them and they would have been fine. And I just said, what are you going to do when you're not in control? That thought's never happened. It will. We have to understand the heart of a supernatural superhero for Christ. If you really want to be a superhero of faith, then you can be one. Because God has given me everything. God has given you everything. He has given us the word to stand on. He has given us the power. He's given us the name of Jesus Christ. The name that's above every name. It says that at the name of Jesus, all sickness must bow. When you bring Jesus into that situation, you scatter darkness. Light and dark cannot be in the same place at the same time. As I believe, a born-again Christian cannot be demon-possessed. But you can go through oppression. Right. Demonic oppression is when everything around you is decaying so quickly. And all you have is the Word of God to stand on. People have failed you. The church has failed you. Everything has failed you. You stand on the Word of God. Because the, wor- the, wor- the Word says that man will fail you, but God will never fail you. You may feel alone, but God says, I will never leave you or forsake you. You may feel like you have no hope. He says, I am your hope. I am your peace. Get your eyes off your circumstances. Get your eyes onto me. Start declaring my promises. Stop declaring your situation. Man, we love to text and tweet our situations. Thank you, for you three people. But the thing of it is, is we should be declaring God's provision in those situations. Oh, but Pastor Mark, I don't know how I can do that. Get into the Word. Study the Word. Turn off the television. As the old saying goes, get off Facebook and put your face in the book. And start declaring those promises. If you have to take a Bible promise book, take one. Find your situation. Start declaring it every day. Whether it's healing, whether it's provision, whether it's uh, you need peace because depression is coming upon you. Whether you need hope. Whether you're just interceding for our nation. There are scriptures about every one of those situations. I'm too busy. No. We've all been given the same amount of time. It's what we choose to do with that time. The people that are spending time in the Word of God have the same amount of hours that you and I do. I truly believe, as I have preached, that if you tithe, if you give God 10% of your income, He'll still bless your whole paycheck. In fact, you'll do more with 90% of your paycheck than you'll ever be able to do with 100% of your own paycheck. If that principle's true in giving, what about in time? Say, God... I'm giving you the first half hour of every day. And I believe that as I sow my time into the Word of God, spending time with you, you will do more in my waking hours than I ever would have been able to accomplish without Luke and myself. It's just, do you want to be a superhero? Do you want the Holy Spirit inside of you to be doing supernatural things? The church... Has overlooked the supernatural, searching for spectacular. We're hungry for spectacular. We love a good show. Man, did you hear such and such happening? Oh, let's all caravan up to it because we want to see the move of God. But the supernatural, we're ignoring. And because we're ignoring the supernatural, we're going through more struggles on our own than dwelling in that power that's been given to us through what Jesus Christ did on the cross. You see, when I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior, I receive the Holy Spirit. I receive the authority in the name of Jesus. I receive His Word. I receive His authority. I am a child of the Most High God. But what Jesus was telling his tightest group of friends, okay, these would have been the people that would have had Jesus' cell phone number, all right? It wouldn't have been out there for everyone, but these would have been the ones that could have called Jesus and said, hey, it's me. You know, you know you're a good friend when you can call and just say, hey, it's me. And they know who that is. And I think if I were one of the 12 disciples, I could have called Jesus on his cell and said, hey, it's me. Of course, Jesus would have known it was me because he would have known... Never mind. We're, we're, okay. The point being, though, some of you are just catching that wave. It's like, all right. I'm going to smile about that one all day. I just want you to know that... that okay. <laughs> These were the ones that Jesus was the closest to and he said, but you're going to need more to go through this world. What? You're going to need more than what you've seen and done To go through this world. And that's when the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes in place into your lives. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. You have the the Holy Spirit when you receive Jesus Christ as Savior. But the baptism comes in and it superpowers everything inside of you. You become like that little energizer bunny. I know they don't show them anymore, but that's just part of my, my growing up. That's what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. You see, God doesn't want his children beat up. Amen. I would have never sent my children to school in clothing that I know that they were going to be attacked for. Oh, right. Kick me stickers just sewn right into their, their britches. Okay? As a dad, I would not do that. You see, that's even twisted to think that. You know what I mean? The, it was really funny because they're having spirit week at my daughter's school and we thought it was last week. And so there's this big debate. Do we send her Monday with tacky clothes or not? Because if it's not Spirit Week, she's going to be the only one dressed tacky. (laughs) And as a dad, I'm like, oh, you know, I didn't say, oh, go for it. I said, you know what? Why don't you wear your regular uniform? And if it's tacky day, have those clothes in your bags that you can change. You know why? Because as a father, I love and protect my children. I want the best for my children. I don't want them to go through humiliation. I don't want them to go through lack. I don't want them to go through sickness and disease. I don't want them to feel like they're the bottom of the rung. I don't want them to feel like I don't have time for them. They are my most prized possessions. And I've told many people that I feel like my ministry is just to be the, the, the turbo rockets to get them to go where God wants them to go. They're the ones that are going to do the greater things than I'm even doing. And I'm totally okay with that. If I'm just the base that they're building their rockets on, then so be it. But that's how much I love my children. The Bible says that if we being human and evil know how to give good things, how much more does God want to give us? God does not want you beat up. God does not want you sickly. God does not want you depressed. God does not want you to go through with hopelessness. That's why he sent his son to die on the cross. So that we can have authority. So that we can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and say, now I'm ready to go kick some spiritual butt. Oh, I I just want to get through life. Good luck on that one. God's Word tells us that the same Spirit that rose Christ from the dead dwells in us. Romans 8.11 says this, And if the Spirit of the One who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, then the One who raised the Messiah from the dead will also make your mortal bodies alive by His Spirit who lives in you. It's talking about our mortal bodies right now. Not our heavenly bodies. I'm not going to need that when I'm in heaven. I will be complete when I'm in heaven. Right now, I need that spirit. Not a different spirit, the same spirit. That's what's promised to me. Father, your word says that the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead dwells in me. Activate that, Lord God. Make me see it in supernatural ways. Sometimes we need to declare the challenges that we will see in our ministry. Sometimes we need to declare what we're going to see in our families. Sometimes we need to declare what we're going to see in our finances, in breakthrough, in healing. We have to declare it by faith, because in the natural we're not seeing it. But see, that's also how salvation comes to us. We get into salvation through faith. And it's important that we understand. Right now, that spirit, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, is in every one of us if you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So my question to you this morning, here are your options. Do you want to continue a Christian life with a Clark Kent amnesia? You have all of this inside of you, but you never use it. You have the potential to help and save your world, but you choose not to. Or option number two be transformed by God's power to become a hero of the faith, to become a superman of faith, to become a superwoman of faith, so that when you do wake up in the morning, the demonic forces in your city just said, uh oh, they're awake. That power to be a superhero is inside all of us. But we have to declare God's grace, goodness, mercy in our lives. We have to seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need to spend time in God's Word so that we know the promises, so that when that moment happens, we start speaking the Word instantly. With all heads bowed, all eyes closed. I'm about to lead you, as you know, in the prayer for salvation, but with no one looking around. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in a minute so that I can start interceding for you. I'm going to start interceding that that you would receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in your prayer time. When you're walking with God, when you're praying, when you're hungering and thirsting after it, that it will come upon you and you will know when it happens. But if you said, Pastor Mark, I've given my heart to Jesus Christ. And I felt like this whole life has been a little lifeless. I struggle daily with temptation. I struggle daily with the trials that come my way. And I've read through the book of Acts and I believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I want that. Would you raise your hand? Would you raise your hand right now let me know to be praying, to interceding with you. I'm not going to have you stand up. I'm not going to have you come forward. I just want to pray for you. For the baptism of the Holy Spirit. See the hands. Thank you. Thank you. we as a body of believers need to be praying and interceding right now because a lot of decisions are being made for those of you that are sitting here that have never received jesus christ as your lord and savior or you're listening to this message on our website i want to give you opportunity to take the first step to becoming that superhero To stop being the victim and to start being the victor. The Word of God says that we are to be the head and not the tail. Some of us have felt like we've been a tail our whole life, and we're ready for some head living. But that comes through a relationship of Jesus Christ, making Him your Lord and Savior. You see, we were all born into sin. None of us are just good enough to be in God's presence, we are marred with sin. And the only sacrifice that could take that sin away was on a cross. Jesus Christ died, not only for you, but for me, to take our sin away. To become our best friend. To become our healer. Our redeemer. The great physician. And all it takes is inviting him into your life. Inviting him into your life. I'm not talking about joining a church. I'm not talking about works right now. I'm just talking about asking Him into your life. And if you're ready to pray that prayer, would everyone pray with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, I know that I'm a sinner and I need your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and rose from the grave to give me life. Please forgive me. Change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I now confess Jesus Christ as my Savior, and I am saved. Amen, amen, amen. Superheroes. If I could, I would have given every one of you a little red cape, but I don't think many of you would have taken that into the restaurants today. But you've got it inside of you. No matter what you're feeling, no matter what your circumstances, you've got the greater one inside of you because of what Jesus did on the cross. Because the Holy Spirit is in you. I'm excited about what is about to happen. I'm excited about what's happened in our lives. I'd like to speak a blessing over you as we close. So if you'd please stand. According to God's word, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you His favor and give you His peace. So go in His peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for coming. God bless you. We love you so very, very, very much.